0: Knights to the offensive zone, to Donov, between the legs, pass, White
1: Cloud, scores! Two goals for White Cloud!
2: Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider
0: Show.
1: Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nikwa! Three to one, Golden Knights!
0: From the Bentley Chevrolet, Box Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace we going to get right into it, to our number two the VGK Insider Show. A lot to digest over the course of the next uh, 58 minutes. Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman with you. We will start off with our ratings from last night as we will uh, give a summarization of a topsy-turvy game against the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chapman. Yes. Go ahead. Not good. Not good, Darren.
0: (laughs) It should be just left right there. Drop the mic and walk out. Done. Just imagine what the rating is in your own mind from not good, not good, Darren. (laughs) Oh, Chapman, what is your actual rating? Jalapeno. Oh, that's a two. Two, two. Wallace.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not being generous today. I'm going bell pepper. Like I, to me, I just there. There's too much that I did not like about last night's game. And, and while I, I still look at you know the Chicago game as kind of the benchmark of games I did not like on this homestand. You're in a position where you're up three nothing on an opponent that just wanted the game to be over. And it gets away from you. The Penguins, all the credit in the world to them. They made the Golden Knights look pedestrian for two periods. And they were able to put five in the net in those two periods. I thought Robin Leonard was the the bright spot for the Golden Knights last night. But I'm not going above a one out of five. It was just one of those games where... um, the the five three score doesn't really do justice how badly the Golden Knights got out pay, outplayed in the second and third period.
0: Uh, jalapeno for me, uh, two out of five. I'll t- I'll take uh, one issue with uh, you saying that the Pittsburgh Penguins just wanted the game to be over. Uh, I, they didn't. If they wanted the game to be over, uh, they would have packed up and left after the, the first period. They going into played, the game, Darren. I, no, I I don't think so. Not the way going they the played. That, that, was, that is the, that is
2: the that is the talking point that we had going into the game, and, and they were wrong. It was, it was and a team. We, we were wrong. They yeah, played. Maybe. They maybe. played
0: really hard, and and I'm impressed by what I saw from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'll I'll take that eye test with me. It's the only time I'm probably going to see the Pittsburgh Penguins in person this year and I'll, I'll be uh, having that over my shoulder when I think about uh, where Pittsburgh's going to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and what they might uh, have be able to do in, in the postseason. That was an impressive game uh, for me. It, it, their performance, combined with the lack of pushback or uh, lack of... Uh, Jam from from the Vegas School Nights, being able to generate chances, uh, that that gets you a jalapeno. I think it might be the first jalapeno I've ever ever handed out. But uh, uh, two jalapenos and a and a bell pepper, uh, not good, Darren. Not good. And I will hope uh, for better against the Montreal Canadiens coming up on Thursday night to wrap up the eight-game road trip. Uh, we have some news to report from the All-Star voting. The ballots have been counted regarding the last men in. Competition, uh-huh. filling out uh-huh. the four rosters for the All-Star Game festivities, which will take place February 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Las Vegas uh, and uh, T-Mobile Arena. And sadly, my efforts to get Jonathan Marsh so single-handedly involved in that game by continually voting over and over and over came up just short, as uh, Jonathan Marcheseau so will not uh, be that uh, third Golden Knight in the competition, Ryan. Yeah, I, I just, I
2: imagined you'd be a little bit more
0: sour ab- about it. If I'm being honest, I'm disappointed. Like, disappointed. Huh? I thought I had Who more you sway? Disappointed in? I'm disappointed no. in myself. I thought, I thought my, I don't know how many votes. I, I ten votes a day, so uh, yeah. we're, we're 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 talking um, a, a lot of votes of for me counted like strictly directly uh, for. Uh, John of the Marsh. So I, I thought uh, between that and constantly bringing it up, we we could do it. But uh, uh, I have to admit defeat in this, and and give give others credit. I am I am sour in a couple of other circumstances yep. and results yep. in in the All Star mm-hmm. voting. This one, I'm more just feeling. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed, and I'm hurt. Okay, so uh, can we get to what you are sour about? Uh, Yeah, run them down. Tell me who who all uh, the last men in are.
2: Yeah, so last man in for the Pacific Division, Troy Terry. Boo. Darren, you're a mallard. He's a duck. Mm -hmm. You should be good with it.
0: Yeah, we don't get along.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, From the Central, it's Nazim Kadri. Mm-hmm. In the Metro, it was Mika Zabanajad, but he will not be at the game for personal reasons, so Jake Gensel goes for the Metropolitan Division, and in the Atlantic, it is Stephen Stamkos.
0: That's a good choice. Uh, Did you see Stamkos' comments uh, after he was uh, named as the last man in for the uh, Atlantic Division? It was awesome. I did not. Like, he just I did fully not. embraced it. I love what he said. Like, it's a tritzen as an honor. It's cool. He's got a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, now. He'd maybe be able to uh, remember some of it. I just, from a two-time Stanley Cup champion, multiple all-star game participant, uh, and a guy that's been through uh, a little bit of everything and succeeded, uh, even, in, in, even in COVID times, uh, being voted in and coming to, to Vegas for the all-star game. Uh, I love it. I, I loved uh, hearing it and, and seeing that reaction uh, for for the Central Division. Does that mean so the only two people that are not on the uh, Central Division All Star team from the Colorado Avalanche are Darcy Kemper? Is he on the team? Mm-hmm.
1: No. Uh, he, no, no. So he's
0: not on the team, and Jack Johnson are the only. <laughs> so there's only two Come Colorado on. Avalanche. Come on. <laughs> Stop it! it. No, am, am I wrong on this, Chapman? Or yes, nope. Nope.
1: yes, you are you, wrong. You're. you're- you're right on cue. 100% Q. You're right, spot wrong. on. So Jack the, the Johnson, Colorado
0: Avalanche, Don't the only encourage two Avalanche this, Chapman. players who are not on the uh, on the 3 on oh. 3 Central Division team, Jack Johnson and Darcy Kemper, and Kemper because he got hurt uh, uh last night wouldn't have been uh, probably eligible anyway, but uh that's that that's, that's got to be some kind of record to have okay. 18 players from one team <laughs> on on yep. on a 12 player roster. Is, is really impressive. Is Bednar their yeah. coach? Yes. Oh, that's rough.
1: Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so none of those other guys, like Briezov, yeah. there, Keller. no general
0: managers yeah. on any of the other teams, but Joe Sackix is the general manager
1: of the center. Joe Pavelski's team. not even going get, to get on the ice in nope. this All-Star game. No, nope. no, nope.
0: nope. Okay.
2: So while we bring it back down to reality, Darren, I, I have a question for you, like a legitimate question for you. So Colorado is sending Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Nazem
0: Kadri. Tell
2: me why those three guys specifically do not belong in the All-Star game.
0: Uh, because other teams should be represented. That's all. Uh, all hey, teams hey, are represented. Hey, hey oh, No, no, no. I, all th- think, Darren, Darren, I, I Darren, think, Darren, all
2: teams are represented. Okay. Then, Take another argument. Then, Come then, on. Then Let's go.
0: Then it's fine. Then it's fine. Oh, okay. So why are you upset about it? Because it's... Let's it get to the across, real root of the issue it came here. came across as, as uh, whining on no, did from Colorado Adlers. You
2: praised Nathan McKinnon for doing what he did for Nazem Kadri. What he, are you talking because, about?
0: Because he, he cared a little bit, but it was like whining. He's like, "Oh, I want nah." nah. Yeah. Darren, every no. team should Darren, have a player. Yeah, we want this. Darren, want Darren, that. let's
2: get to the root of the issue here. Let's get to the root of the issue here. You're mad. You're not mad, but you're sour because you said on this very program that the only team that should have three players and a coach in the All-Star game is the host city, and it's that's true. not going to happen. It's true. So you're upset about that.
0: It's true. I, I'm, no, I'm not upset. I'm, that part, I'm sad and sour. disappointed. Okay. Sad right. and disappointed. But, uh, but, but good for Nash. He's never been there. He probably won't get back again. So that's... Uh... <laughs> That's good. Well, like, there's no reason to think he's going to be top five again in scoring. Maybe he's having a, he's he's in a contract year and he's outperforming <sighs> his career statistics.
1: Good on Listen, him. Listen, there's he, also a chance he may get he may find himself suspended between now and the All Star game. There
0: wow, trapped in that. I'm just saying. I, I was going to. There is no, no, there, no. a,
1: a track a... record there.
2: There's a there's also a possibility that as a free agent he's going to sign somewhere that's going to pay him a massive amount of money that might not be Colorado and might be a team that is not as good in the standings as Colorado and then next year he can be that player that team's player that's represented in an All Star game that shouldn't be good. so yeah uh, maybe he will be Darren uh, you never uh, know I
0: I wish him all the best uh, I've known Naz a long time uh, we uh, we go back to when he was uh, playing in Major <laughs> Junior and uh, have never had a Poor interaction with with Nas I actually enjoy my conversations with him had him on the podcast uh, last year didn't get to publish it because we had some technical glitches but uh, but he's uh, he's a fun guy and and he's come a long way in his career uh, thought to be a little he was young and uh, maybe not uh, uh, the most mature player when he when he turned pro was in the American Hockey League, playing for Dallas Akins, and uh, he turned into a really important player for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now is producing points for the Colorado Avalanche, and I hope he can keep it uh, clean. Uh, and what Chapman referred to is, is he's he's had a tendency both when he was with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Colorado to step across the line at, at, at mm-hmm. times when it, it wasn't necessary and he cost his team and his team ended up losing those uh, series or not uh, being able to go as far and it, he's an integral player. He was considered to be an integral player before. Now when you're producing top 10 in National mm-hmm. Hockey League points, uh, it takes it up uh, a, another level. But I I really was hoping that Jonathan Marsh so would have that opportunity. The misfits being represented in the All-Star game just felt right to me.
1: In Vegas, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, and and uh, uh that uh based on the last man in voting uh will not happen and I, I would have been would have been one of those cool stories uh for for Marshy and and uh the family and and being able to go out and uh and accomplish that. So, uh yeah, disappointed I won't I won't let it ruin my day.
1: <laughs> You're not okay. sour.
0: But well, that's good. But I will uh I will say that uh when I heard the news, when Gary uh, informed the office group uh, today, lawman, he's our our individual like town crier. Well, he's your insider. And he, yeah. Did and he say huzzah? He, uh, he did not say huzzah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, when when he announced, it, I was like, darn. I was uh, I was I was not happy with that. Uh, we have some other news to get to, and this is not going to be all inside one timers because we're going to. Just gonna have to to split it up, but it does mm-hmm. have to do something with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights because they face the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday. Uh, the Canadiens today announced that they have hired a general manager, and it uh, comes via the agency route. Hmm. The replacement for Mark Bergevin, who was let go back in uh, in November is Kent Hughes, who's a, a longtime agent, well thought of, uh, speaks French, checks all the, uh, the boxes, and, uh, but has never been a manager before. But you do have his boss in Montreal, in Jeff Gorton, former manager of the New York Rangers, uh, who has handled those reins before. So there's uh, a, a, somebody to lean on. Uh, when he goes into the, uh, the the pressure cooker, and and Kent Hughes um, knows the market uh, very well, I would say it's a big surprise that Kent Hughes is the manager of the Montreal Canadiens. What it does say is that Montreal paid, and they paid big, and there's always been the impression that Mark Bergevin was looking for a big ticket to stay on with the Montreal Canadiens. He was offered a contract last summer. Yeah, uh, They had negotiations, uh, and I don't know how much back and forth there was, but there was always the impression that he was looking to get paid, and that never happened, and they, they eventually parted ways. This is interesting, because the Montreal Canadiens spend, and they spend to hire Jeff Gordon at mm-hmm. the top of the organization. And then they go out and they break open the vault to hire Kent Hughes. Hughes is a guy that's doing really well, 51 years old, really well for himself in the agency business. Not high profile. You don't hear from him all the time. Uh, but But has a really good stable of clients. Was doing extremely well in the agency business. For him to walk away from that tells me that the Montreal Canadiens stepped up and opened up the checkbook or Venmo account. And that yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting because Montreal, I thought the relationship between Jeff Bolson, the owner, and, and Mark Bergevin was really good. Mm-hmm. But they never paid Bergevin. And now they've paid two people to do basically the same job. And they've paid Kent Hughes. I don't know what the dollar amount is, but I know they had to handsomely compensate him uh, for, for to, to be able to leave his agency business.
2: So... I guess kind of the take that I have on it is with Mark Bergevin, you've had a general manager that's been in Montreal for quite a while. And I understand the recency bias of getting to a Stanley cup final last season, but all that being said, like, you know, I, I, I I think you have your price for what you have and what that, what that uh, general manager has been able to do from a wins and losses perspective. And, you know, for, for the Montreal Canadiens, there have been there were bold moves that Mark Bergevin made. There were moves that certainly, on the surface, looked like it would improve the team, but the results were mediocre at best. And I, I think that if you're looking at keeping that same voice on, you're doing it at somewhat of a discount. But if you are looking for new direction and a new voice, and as and trying to get far away from what this organization has been over the last eight to
0: ten years then you're going to pay a premium for that. Except they wanted Bergevin back. And they offered him contracts. And Bergevin was the one that said, nope. Nope. Until eventually, when things turned and, and it became evident that this team was not going to have a great season, we're talking November, that they it was almost like, okay, if you're not going to sign to be the manager... We're going in a different direction. And then they went out and they paid. So it's, it's just interesting to me. And and might be the right decision in the end. Uh, maybe Kent Hughes, who's been in the mix for jobs or rumored to be jobs uh, in the past, but uh, hasn't, hasn't been the right fit for him. Now he's bilingual and uh, he gets the five-year deal, and it's he's in his uh, early fifties, so uh, might might be just the the right time over over other other points. But to, to say um, or they have the impression that this was Montreal going past Bergevin to hire Kent Hughes is wrong because Montreal wanted Bergevin, and it was Bergevin who said no last summer after the march of the Stanley Cup final and there were the contract talks even before the playoffs started and, and through November. So it's it's, um, it, it's worth a book somewhere to how all of this went down.
2: Well, I mean, there's there's wanting Mark Bergevin, but there's also wanting him at a price that you can stomach. And, and I, you know, obviously if, if that is an offer that Bergevin felt was not equal to what he should be making in that position, then how much do you really want the guy? Exactly. Like, I, well, I'm saying it could be pejorative. Like you, you could put an offer out there and say all the right things and say, "Hey, well, we want Mark Bergerman back." But I mean, if that were really the case for the Montreal Canadiens, then you up the offer. And I just, I, yeah, I, I have a, I have a hard time in this situation saying that it was really the Montreal Canadiens that really, really wanted to have Mark Bergerman with and, and figure out a way to make it happen. Because if, if there was, if that was the case. You up your offer until you get your guy,
0: and then you. But then you spend more to have. I, I think that I and, think it boils Gordon? down
2: to. Yeah, but I mean, I think it boils down make to sense. wanting a new
0: direction. It doesn't. It doesn't I, make I mean, sense. But you were willing to go in the same direction as as Bergevin. Like it. it, it there, there's contradictions here in it, and I. <laughs> not for, I'm not open, the Montreal Canadiens. I'm open Come to uh, looking at it and going. It may end up being the best thing for them. In the yeah. long term, having uh, the change from from Bergevin to Gordon to Hughes, it might be, and I would assume uh, a, a new coach at some point. The way they're going, just and the misery and, yeah. there, but it and and I'm not saying, but it's just how they got there is strange <sighs> to me. And we'll we'll see the the Montreal Canadiens here on Thursday. They play Dallas tonight. And then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh on Thursday. I don't know whether Kent Hughes will be uh, will be in the building or not, but uh, it's uh, it's another step in in the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Cole Caulfield is is placed in COVID protocol, so they're they're down. Uh, Cole Caulfield uh, right now. It's they they lost to the Arizona Coyotes yesterday. I mean this this team has been around for 150,000 years, and they're having a terrible like arguably. Their worst year ever, which is, yep. is yep. saying something. And and they went to uh, the Stanley Cup final last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fewest uh, fewest wins in a season for the Montreal Canadiens. They're at seven right now. Fewest wins. That's not good. Nine in 1940. And 1939 and 1936. That was a rough stretch for the Habs they had 10 wins in 1919 and 10 wins in 37 games in 2000 2001 so they're they're right there in that uh in that ballpark that was a shortened season uh only 37 games uh, all those other mm-hmm. seasons were were shortened too but they like the the shortened season of 2000 2001 they played the same number of uh, uh, games as they have right now Seven seasons. That's wow.
2: Not good, Darren.
0: Not, not good. good. Not good, Darren. That's uh, that's uh, pretty scary when you when you when you look at that and and where this team was and it's hard not to say like how how did they get here and and how did they they beat Toronto? How did they beat Winnipeg? How did they beat Vegas last year?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, the points percentage. Right now, this is their lowest points percentage in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. The history <laughs> through thirty-seven games. Yeah, their possible points yeah, is not... seventy-four. Now, teams have been worse, but not the Montreal mm-hmm. Canadiens.
2: I, I mean, they've been bad. Like they, they. I didn't expect them to be this bad, but. You know, when when the Arizona Coyotes, who we all expected to be the worst team in the league by a lot this year, is better than Montreal, I did not see that coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. That's that's the most frightening thing. And I mean, they're they're missing their best player at every position, and it's not even close uh, what yeah. they what they're dealing with right now. And and Vegas has gone through injuries. Vegas deeper organization. Um, uh, uh, teams have have had to jostle their roster around. No, nobody has less depth or be was situated to or positioned to to deal with this adversely, adversity uh, like like Montreal was. They just weren't set up to be able to handle it, and it's shown. It's really shown. Like they're they're onto their. Third string goaltender right now, third and fourth string goaltenders uh, in the organization, and at times they've been uh, down to number five. And then defensemen, same thing. They've had players uh, out of the lineup for long stretches. And up front, like guys that uh, that played so well last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs, haven't had that same uh, type of uh, type of follow up season. And uh, we'll see firsthand uh, what it's like on Thursday night when we continue an incredible back and forth in a media conference today in Edmonton between a Hall of Fame journalist and Leon Dreisaitl. It got snippy, folks. We'll (laughs) let you listen to it, and you decide if either one's at fault. I'm already on the side of the journalist because he's my buddy. But I'm going to let you listen to it, and you can decide for yourself. I will tell you this. It's somewhat uncomfortable. But it's fascinating to listen to. Uh, plus, the other news and notes for another the National Hockey League and one-timers coming up. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He
1: shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
0: One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Let's get into it with the COVID news uh, regarding the just slight tweak in protocol for the National Hockey League. Uh, Starting after the All-Star game, and this is subject to change, but uh, agreed to between the National Hockey League and the NHLPA, uh, testing will stop for A, systematic players. So uh, symptomatic uh, people will still be uh, tested, but asymptomatic uh, people, support staff, coaches, managers, hockey ops, players mm-hmm. uh, will will not be tested. Uh, one thing jumped out at me, though. Uh, the ESPN article said 73% of the league has tested positive at some point this season. Yeah. That number seems high. I know we've had a lot I... of games postponed and, and teams decimated by it. Uh, rosters uh, thrown for a loop, but 73 percent.
2: No, it sounds about right for me. Like I mean, that that run of of cancellations, postponements in the middle of December that that was a lot, and, and it was it was predicated by a lot of players that were in and out of protocol.
0: So 73 ha- percent has already tested positive. You don't have to test for three months after you test positive. Uh, that, that's why. But if you travel to Canada. You still have to test uh, because you're crossing that, that border into Canada. Uh, so you still may see people who are asymptomatic test positive. Uh, and you'll wonder why. Well, it's because they're, they're likely to get a road trip uh, going to Canada. Chapman?
1: No, I was going to say, I mean, the 73% number sounds, I guess it does sound high, but then when you start to think about all the players that have missed time for the Golden Knights because of positive tests, I mean, I don't know if it's 73%, but... There's a lot of names that you probably forgot about because it happened a while ago. Like William Carlson was on that list. It was just at a time when he was injured. So like there's a lot of guys that we probably forgot have tested positive and they, 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 they did So it's, it's probably a pretty accurate number.
0: Uh, We have tickets to see the Montreal Canadians coming up on Thursday. We'll tell you about that uh, later on in this segment, Kevin Hayes, Philadelphia Flyers out three to four weeks after hip surgery. So he is gone. Uh, The Philadelphia Flyers playing the uh, New York Islanders tonight. Can I just mention the New York Islanders are on their best hot streak of the season within one game of NHL 500 right now. They play in that vaunted metropolitan division, and there's probably no chance that they're going to make the playoffs, but they have such that a uh, home dominated schedule in the back end that I, that I wonder whether or not, uh, they could actually make it interesting. But for the Philadelphia Flyers, it's another blow. Uh, Philadelphia coach Mike Yo said the decision to have the surgery was made by the Flyers medical staff, uh, before, uh, the loss earlier this week. And, uh, Kevin Hayes will be gone three to four weeks. We had a situation in Edmonton today where mm-hmm. there was a, a, a back and forth between a Hall of Fame journalist and Jim Matheson, who's been around there for a while, and mm-hmm. full disclosure, by of mind, and Leon Dreisaitl, who I happen to really like, but I don't know personally, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Now, this is the... I'll let you listen to it, and then I'll give you the backstory on it. But this is what happened during a media availability today in Edmonton.
1: Lots of reasons for why the owners are playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think is the number one reason for the losses now? Is there is there one thing that you, in your own mind you're saying, we got to get better at that? Yeah, we have, we have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? Nope. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just I, answering your question. Yeah, you are. Whenever I ask you a question. I gave you an answer. Not very good one. Okay. Okay. But I have one more for you. Leon, you show your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing, for sure. Good.
0: That's uh, Jim Matheson, Matty to his buddies, and Leon Drysital. So they mm-hmm. they have a bit of a history, as you could probably <laughs> take from that. Glean that from from uh, the interaction, yeah. Jim Matheson's covered hockey from since before I ever got into this business, and you uh, yeah. all think I'm old and consider me old. So take that for uh, for what it's worth. That being treated like that, or the dismissiveness of Leon Dreisaitl and then it builds up over time and finally today it's not. I will this is my take and everybody has their their own opinion on this. I'd love to hear yours, uh, Ryan mm-hmm. and, and Chapman, but like Leon started that back and forth. It was a question. He didn't give it, uh, an answer. Maddie asked for a follow-up to it and it wasn't a very good follow-up and then dropped the you have all the answers type thing and then it was on. Yeah. They it wasn't Jim Matheson pushing the envelope. I thought he was pretty professional there. And then, once the, hey, you got all the answers and et cetera, no holds barred. Uh, away you go. And if they got a history, they, they probably have talked it out before and it didn't go anywhere. I would assume that they've already talked about and and they will talk it out again. But uh, that, was, uh, that was quite interesting. And that wasn't over Zoom, that was in the same room.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I I mean, like, okay, there's, there's a couple of things here that stand out to me. Number one, um, it's hard to get pro athletes to give you what you're looking for, what you're trying to, to get out of, out of a certain question, especially when they're going through a really tough stretch, like the Edmonton Oilers are, um, it is a valid question off the top. What do you need to do? What aspect? What's the most important thing that the Edmonton Oilers need to improve on in order to get back to winning some hockey games? Understandably, you have Leon Draisaitl that doesn't want to single anything out because you don't want to throw your teammates under the bus. You don't want to roll anybody if you can help it. So being intentionally vague, like I get that from Leon's standpoint. There's nothing really wrong there. However the first iota of disrespect comes from leon dreisaitl for sure you know all the answers you have everything dismissive in his tone that's what set it off and from that point forward it's two guys having an argument in front of everybody yeah and it's two guys having an argument that probably they would have had behind closed doors in a locker room if not for covid and the fact that there's cameras on it the fact that there is the ability to have this on twitter and and absolutely blowing up within five, 10 minutes after it happened. Um, that doesn't help the situation, but I, I don't think that this is like a, a super unique situation that, that hasn't happened in many dressing room before. It's just one of those situations where, you know, you've got a, a struggling player or not a struggling player, but you have a, a struggling team and a player that is a leader on that team and doesn't like to lose and having to sit there and eat questions about why this Edmonton Oilers team can't win hockey games and it, it turned, and you know you had two guys argue. That's just what it is to me. That's that's what it
0: boils down to. Yeah, they they don't see eye to eye, and no. that's not the first time that a that a beat writer and a team member have have slightly differed on uh, the re- the reporting or of uh, on, on a team. So that's that that's it. And and, and Matthew, Matthew probably feels like you got to he's been there, done that. Like, treat him with mm-hmm. a little bit more. Respect. I, I, you know what I will say. I was surprised it took so long for the other people to jump in and go. Okay, that's enough. Like this, I, I, I kind of I, I thought people would be jumping in to break it up a little bit sooner.
1: Well, I, I couldn't believe he he came back with, "Why are you so pissy?" Like that's to me that's yeah. that's, that's like whoa. Like I mean, there've been guys not, that, not that,
2: just once but twice. Yeah,
1: twice. Yeah. Like I mean, there've been guys that yeah. I've talked to and and I could tell they were not in a good mood. But my response was not. Why are you so pissy? That takes... That takes stones. Yes. You know, you, you've you got to be, I think, a, a well-respected Hall of Fame caliber writer to be able to get away with that because young guy breaking into the business...
0: You're not getting back in the room.
1: Yeah, he he's not sticking around very long if that's... Like, I could never get away with with that if, if there was a player who, who got, under, got under my skin and I'd be like, why are you so pissy? I don't think that's going to fly. Like, Maddie's been around...
0: Since the glory years,
1: yeah. When you when you say he's been in the game longer than like you we're have, we're talking
0: Gretzky. We're talking yeah. uh, those championship years. Yeah, and I'm with him. Like he's covered all those guys, and he's probably going to be around longer than most of the guys in the league now. Yeah, that's just a fact. He's, so he's probably he's,
1: seen it all. He's not
0: taken that. I, and the other part uh, before we close this, Drysaddle after Jim Matheson said, first of all, why are you so pissy?" And Drysaddle says, "Huh." I don't know whether he was surprised that that Maddie dropped that, or whether he really yeah. w- didn't hear him and, and made him say, yeah, "Why are you being so pissy yeah. a second time?"
1: That's that's good. Stuff. I
0: think I
2: think it was a dare. Yeah. I, I think it was a dare. Like say that again, and and I'll tell you the the highlight of the video. And if you haven't seen the video, go to Ryan Hockey Guy on Twitter because I, I retweeted it a couple of times. Um, the star of the video isn't so much the interaction, it's funny, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, it's, it's unique. Uh, the star of the video is Leon Dreisaitl's facial expressions throughout <laughs> the entire line <laughs> of questioning. Like, the, the amount of dismissive and condescending looks that Leon Dreisaitl throws while the questions
0: are being asked is, is next-level trolling, it really is. Jim Matheson is not a reporter that wants to be the story. I know reporters who like yeah. to be the story, and will do things to push the envelope, and then they become click mate and they, they become yeah. viral. He doesn't want, but he will not take crap. And if he feels like today he was he was being treated <laughs> unfairly, he stood up for himself. You can tell in his voice in the back end of that that he was he was hyped up. Like I like there, how there's some rattle in there.
1: I like how the uh, the the, the uh, communications guy in the uh, after. Dry Settle answers the second question. He's like, all right, that's it. We're done. Bye, yeah. guys. Uh, there'll
0: be no more questions we good? today. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> the Florida Panthers. We've got tickets to give away to Montreal in just a little bit. Uh, the Florida Panthers are up in uh, in Alberta. They went and did some dog sledding. Team building event. Oh, You guys ever been dog sledding before? No. Never. Not one you slide. know what?
1: I, I have always thought it would be kind of cool. And then there was an Amazon special that, I don't know, James May, he's like from Top Gear. Mm -hmm. He does this special where he's actually in Japan, and he goes dog sledding in Japan. He made it look so difficult and so complicated that I'm convinced I would literally spend most of the time with my face in the snow and and me chasing the dogs because they're they're long gone.
0: Well, here's here's, a couple of things with dog sledding. One, they go really fast. Yeah. Like, if if you got enough of them out there. If there's... Three dogs. Then I just feel bad for the dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the pull my, my fat might butt. never. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but they go really fast, and then you got to steer them and guide them.
1: Yeah. That and, and that take was you where
0: you're gonna go, and and you do that by leaning uh, on the sled back and forth, and then there's the brake. Man, it's. Uh, uh, Balto is a great uh, great movie. I don't really. I don't know what it. that is. Uh, yeah. It's it's a great movie. I know what the Iditarod is. Fun. I don't know
1: what Balto is. And Balto's a movie.
0: But yeah, if if you ever get a chance to go dog sledding, not gonna happen around here. Uh, out. Uh, in, in North Las Vegas, but it's pretty cool if you if you ever get. That. Like I said, I,
1: I would spend a lot of time face down in the snow.
0: Ah, yes, but that's that's part of the fun of it. No, uh, the, no, not fun. Those are your one timers. Uh, brought to you by Paul Powell Law: A More Lawyer, Less Fee. We have some tickets to give away. Uh, Chapman, you want to run through that for me?
1: Sure. So if you want to go watch the Golden Knights give a beat down to the Montreal Canadiens, you give can be caller number. Let's go six. Six? Okay. So if you're the winner, you're also going to get a $25 gift card for Born and Raised. Join us Saturday, January 29th at Born and Raised starting at 4 p.m. to watch VGK, first to Tampa Bay Lightning, food and drink specials, tons of prizes, including, check this out, Brian Head lift passes and seats to a future Golden Knights game, not just anywhere, along the glass. That's- I that, love glass seats. That's pretty damn cool. You could be that guy banging on the glass.
0: I did it once in Vancouver, probably the last time I did it. They laugh at you? No, but I had my beer up in the, uh, on the oh, Dasher. Uh, was rookie a rookie mistake. mistake. Yeah. I'd never yeah. done it before.
1: Smooth move, X lax Yeah, that,
0: that, that cost me 12 bucks. <laughs> you can tell that was a while ago, too, because it only cost me 12 bucks. Uh, those. Uh, uh, tickets uh, coming your way to caller number 6 to uh, our number 702 876 702 You can win a couple of tickets to see Montreal on Thursday. And then there's the whole other package uh, involving the uh, watch party uh, to see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in next week's uh, big road trip. Uh, we'll take your caller number 6, and we'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs>
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher! Hi, Darren. So, uh, kind of a—you're making yourself laugh. Aren't yeah, because this is this is a kind of a unique catching up with Chapman. So, last night during uh, after the second period, I tweeted out that the Pittsburgh Penguins put a whooping on the Golden Knights that period that I haven't seen since. Uh, I got a whooping with the old glass ketchup bottle, so uh, that is true. I, I, I when I was a kid, I, I got beat with a glass ketchup bottle. What? Yes, yes. On the bum, not like over the head or anything. It was on the bum, but uh, what did
2: what did it feel like?
1: It hurt. So I was bad when I was little. I know that may come as a surprise Shocked to some. By this. Yeah, but I was really bad, and I got the spoon, wooden spoon. I got the belt. I'm sure there were other things, but one time, I, I, I'm sure I did something earlier in the day to warrant my mom already being so pissy, and uh, she was in the kitchen, and I was at the front door, and I told her I wanted to go out, and she said, no, you, know, you can't go out, it's, it's late, you, you got to stay in for the night, and I remember saying to her, I hate you, and she had Ooh. the ketchup bottle in her hand, because I guess she was making dinner, my mom moved like the flash she had me in like the grip, where you know you're not getting away quicker than I I I couldn't even turn the knob on the door to go out. And my mom had grabbed me so fast, and she she put me over her knee, and uh, she she went so to.
0: So it's just whatever she had in her hand. Yeah, yeah. What I... made you think of this?
1: What made me think of it? Yeah. The the whooping that that oh, that the penguins the put reminder. on. Yeah, yep. it was a reminder. It so you was had a flashback. Yes, yes, of being like <laughs> eight or nine years old and telling my mom I hate her and getting my butt spanked
0: i forgot this all started by you blaming uh the pittsburgh penguins and the, the i know Knights. I'm, yeah. I'm,
1: it's it's all jason zucker's fault you know if he didn't if he hey, didn't have to go and score those two goals i wouldn't have had the flashbacks of of getting whooped chapman yes
2: Do you, do you like ketchup
1: i i actually like ketchup yes
0: you okay. buy the squeeze oh, bottles. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it was. It was like that restaurant one, and and it, it it. I don't. I don't even know why we had those in the house because we, we went through ketchup so much, but maybe there was a special or something. You,
0: you probably used the packets forever. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I sneak them in the house. Do we have ketchup? Yeah, we have the packets, Mom. It's a good thing the statute of limitations has has uh, expired because. Uh, by the way, it was it was a completely different time in in the nineteen eighties. I'm I'm guessing. I got everything: <laughs> the spoon,
0: the belt, yes. the ketchup bottle.
1: Nobody gets the ketchup bottle. I've
0: never heard the ketchup bottle. You've before. Never heard of that. Uh, before. I, the I, spoon I, and the belt. Yeah.
1: May, maybe if I'm, I'm just glad my mom didn't have something a little more dangerous in her hand. I mean, you know, something that really could have done some damage. Like the
0: strap was basically the belt.
1: Oh, right? the strap was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Schools I, used to do that. Uh, maybe. I, well, she got hit with the ruler. She went to Catholic school in Brooklyn. The
0: ruler was a good one. And the
1: nuns used to smack her in the hand yeah. with the ruler. So. Well, not
0: a good one, but uh, it was a popular one. Yeah, yeah. Hurt.
1: But, uh, yeah, yeah. Old old Brooklyn oh, habits boy. die hard.
0: And then there's the ketchup bottle. <laughs> the ketchup bottle. It was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good catching up with Chapman today. Uh, thanks for listening. I uh, really appreciate uh, everybody for uh, joining us today on this ride. Next action is Thursday. We'll be back to teed that one up for you tomorrow on the VGK Insider on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, not sure we'll get any more from uh, Edmonton like we got today between Dreisaitl and Jim Matheson, but uh, stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen around the National Hockey League during these times. Be safe, everybody.